Material Components, Season 2, Episode 7, Diving In. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Heck yeah. It's good to be back. Back in... Back... The space saddle. Wait. Hmm. Hmm, space back. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before I ask the question I always ask, I must ask the other question. Did we ever really leave? No. No. We've always no. been here. We've always been here. It's true. It's and the only world we've ever known. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but of I'm course, sorry. I then must follow up that question with the question I ask every time, and that is, Michael Lisman, yes. do you remember what happened last time? Boy, do I. Um, so we uh, stayed at the Golden Minotaur, I believe is the name of the... Nope. nope Manticore. 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 I wrote that down. Um, but could you read it? Nope, I couldn't, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Okay. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, Reed. Uh, you're making it so easy. Uh, anyways, uh, we've pretty quickly found out that uh, heavily bugged, uh, they're obviously listening to us. None of us were surprised. Uh, Shay broke one, uh, and somebody was there right away to fix it. Um, and then uh, in the morning, uh, we got invited to meet with uh, Thuvia Glan, at the, what was it called? I wrote it down. Um, who is Thuvia Glan? Thuvia Glan? Yeah, who is she? Yeah, she she uh, works for the Lord Mayor Moonstone. She works at the Office of Information. Lord uh, Mayor? I meant Lord General. Mm. Uh, Mike, you, why, did, why does everything have to have a Lord in front of it? You're, because you're I like important people. Ah, it's fine. Yeah, you're right. Um, oh, I, I don't want to forget um, that uh, Amari totally face planted uh, when talking with the receptionist because uh, she thought a war hero was was showing up to save the day. And it turns out he's just, just here Amari. to escort me. Uh, <laughs> I cannot think of a bigger letdown than that. Um, I don't like. I don't think it was a, a face plant. It kind of was. I, from from my whose per- perspective? From she my perspective, deflated. which is down and up, which uh, is yeah. good. <laughs> um. So we. Uh, so we met with uh, this. I can't remember her official title. Oh, the information minister. Aha. Mm. Um. And uh, sort of went over what happened on Talgan. Uh, uh, during the shattering and everything leading up to uh, the, the Lord General's sort of rise to power. Um, mm-hmm. Although she was obviously editorializing a bit um, and was leaving out a lot of information. Apparently a lot of information was lost when the moon was destroyed. Yes, very tragic. Uh, yes, yeah, so sad. Lost, quote, quote, quote. Lost forever. Um, and then I uh, went all in and convinced her 
to have a private, uh, well, I don't know about private, but have a uh, interview with the Lord General himself. It's true. You did. In the, under the guise, I, I guess, as official researchers and documentarians from the archive, you managed to steal your way into the depths of the bureaucracy being created by Lord General Moonstone. Though, honestly, it hasn't been that difficult, and you've been invited in on a fairly regular basis every step of the way. Mike, you're just trying to see, like, uh, doubt within our brains. I know how you work. And it's probably true because you're probably setting up a trap for us. But let's do this. Everything's a trap. All I know is what you've done and the roles you've done to get there. So based on all (laughs) those things, it's been fairly easy to uh, deceive your way into Talgan City, the, the large super city on Talgan 3, that moon riddled planet that has been devastated and then controlled by this warlord you have found your way through talgan city meeting some of the various uh locals including uh, many guards and an orcish gentleman by the name of brother hune Mm -hmm. ah yes and he worships uh like the sky or what what was it called the the has, eye of heavens eye of heavens is one of the religions practiced by orcish pilgrims of a sort mm. but leastways you found your way to the information minister thuvia glan you mm. spoke with her yes about a great many things and then you managed to secure an interview with the lord general that being said your follow-up questions were somewhat interrupted do you remember by oh, what yeah. An explosion. Yeah, there's an explosion. There's explosion a big... implies a certain amount of things going out and away. What? Oh, it's implosion. Implosion implies that things are being drawn in and clumped together. Well, there's only the two things, though. It was a pl- was it a plosion? Unless, unless one tries to warp. Inside of an atmosphere using ship-based warp technology, at which point it is neither an explosion or an implosion. It is simply a vacuous receding of matter and the atmosphere into that horrible emerald nightmare known as the void. Hmm. But who would be so foolish, Mike, to do something like that? I couldn't say. I also couldn't say why they chose this particular spar of moon that was jutting up from an archipelago that may or may not have contained a derelict moon base in it to detonate or possibly activate a warp drive inside a planetary atmosphere. Something that just isn't done for safety reasons. Exactly, yeah. Um... Now you're starting to make me feel like this is possibly our fault, and I I don't like that implication, Mike. I don't like it one bit. I don't know whose fault it is. All I know (laughs) is that this activity has come to the attention of the information ministry while you were questioning Thuvia Glan after you had not only succeeded in securing an interview with the Lord General, but also succeeded in taking her out of this scene so that she can no longer act meaningfully 
within the oh, context great. of this scene. And I think that is very important information as we find you all now standing just outside her office as someone below has shouted out that the Coal Foundation is attacking the planet. Thuvia Glan stands there dumbstruck, looking down at the bustling hive of propaganda and misinformation that she oversees as people are shouting and pointing up at a large hollow projection in the center of this place that is displaying the footage of that large chunk of the moon and a lot of the surrounding ocean and archipelago disappearing in a brilliant flash of green light, leaving for a moment before the water begins filling it in from the oceans, a massive, perfectly spherical hole in reality and the ocean as it is all drawn away into the void. Normally, a commanding presence such as Thuvia Glan would... Step in to take charge of this situation as people begin shouting baseless conspiracy theories such as the Cole Foundation has attacked us, that we are in danger, that the Lord Protector's enemies are at the gates, that the Lord General himself will need to react to this. She stands there somewhat dumbstruck, unsure of how to come at this situation as the four of you are very nearby as all of this is taking place in front of you. It's okay. It, I think the Lord General is probably going to get on Twitter and uh, say something about how big his hands are. The joke just doesn't... I'm glad that we have a different president, but the joke, it just doesn't hit the same anymore. It's true. And for that, I am eternally grateful. But... <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> I, I am perfectly willing to sacrifice some humor uh, <laughs> in the name of reason. If you the need to look do. at Telgen City, I'm going to destroy your fucking head. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what the Lord General sounds like. We've heard recordings, yeah. but they could be doctored. I don't know. I hope he's a little bit more realistic looking. <laughs> so, Oracle Zero, you stand amidst the flurry of chaos as the information minister is slowly shrinking back into her office as the chaos erupts below you in the Hall of Information, once the Grand Library of Talgan City. Boy, I, sh I sure wish that I had known something was going to blow up before I just took her took her out, you know? But here we are. Um, where, uh, excuse me, and I, I, I run up to her as she's backing away. What what is going on? And you see her shaking her head and turn back to her data pad and she'll say, we have to set up that interview. We have to set up that interview now. Yes, get right on that. Uh, we'll take a look outside. Uh, be back in a flash. Um, and I, I walk up to the rest of the group and I'm like, no, she's totally gone. I kind of brain blasted her, so... um. <sighs> I'm just too good at my job. Um, so, so should we, um, leave? Should we go? I mean, yeah, right? Like, we got the interview and, like... Right, she'll, she'll, no, she knows I, how to reach I us. Mean, I kind of right. mean, like, should we go? Well, let's go outside and find out what is actually going on. Yeah, hmm? that's, that's, yeah. All right. Yeah. 
yeah, let's go. Let's go ask all of the, the 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 peons in the street what's happening. Yes. They'll have a, a a much more you know wide perspective on the matter. Oh, well, no, there's there's all these folks in here that they don't know what's going on. I mean, really? we see we see somebody running, but I assume people are running around. You're up on the third floor on a balcony overlooking the propaganda center that was once a library. Mm-hmm. There are people rushing around down below. There's no one up here, necessarily. You see some of the security forces that are seemingly ever-present in this city are not necessarily doing anything to react. There are definitely some exchanged looks and dark mutters, but they're not reacting as like panicky as the information folks, it seems. Hmm. Well, I guess we, I assume we can just head down then. Um, uh, and I, I want to uh, sort of stop somebody as they're rushing by. The, Excuse me, what, what is happening out there? And they, it, it's a, a young man who's dressed in another like suit uniform type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the, the shattered moon insignia emblazoned on their shoulder. Uh, and he will turn with a, a panicked look and he'll say, The Empire! It's the Empire for sure! You saw an Empire ship? You c- you can... You saw the, the emblem of the Empire? Who else would do something that reckless, that insane on a planet? Well, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of people. It doesn't matter. It, go, go about your business. Um, he was useless. He's probably, uh, I mean, I don't think it would be the Empire, but. What, what do you think? As you're coming downstairs, you see the images replay themselves on this big hollow display, and it really honestly doesn't show much. It's about a 20 to 30 second loop of uh, what looks like a still image right up until it really isn't. Of this giant sliver of moon sticking up out of a semi-volcanic region of the ocean, surrounded by islands. You've been there before. Then there is a flash of horrific green light. This immense sphere opening up. And then when it vanishes, a large portion of that sliver of moon is gone, as well as a large bowl is carved into the ocean beneath it. I mean... It would make sense if Aegis Tech Solutions wanted to, you know, handle that situation. You're saying this out loud? But, yeah. Cool. I mean, there's nobody around, right? Yeah. They're like, people are running past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They bugged your mind. Okay. Okay, well... But how did they find out about it? How do they know? Let's go. Let's go outside and take a look, shall we? Yep. <clears throat> yep. Outside the uh, the uh, ministry informa- of information. Yes. Or information ministry. Yeah. No, no, you got it right the first time. Uh, yeah, let's go outside. I, I don't remember. Did we have uh, a a way of contacting Duma? You have a. Tight beam transponder that will contact okay. Duma should the need arise. Okay, okay. It's not like we can just like put a finger to the ear and just be like, 
what up buddy yeah yeah what uh what's on tv you know what's on space tv Mm. he he is not accessible via your standard comm no yeah okay kind of okay use a specialized device as to in that case probably not alert any levels how far are we from the uh port that we landed at you are not far away you are probably less than an hour's walk cool good to know when we get outside, what do we what do we see? Uh, I assume people are running past, or or people just kind of going about no. their day. Seems as though life in Talgan City is proceeding apace as it normally does. You see that the guards outside the Office of Information are perhaps a little bit more keyed up than they were when you entered just a, a little while ago. It's mm-hmm. probably been less than an hour while. Uh, Thuvia telling you the stories and the propaganda she was trying to impart upon you. Right. You see that there are scurrying groups of people exchanging words here and there. There isn't really panic or anything going on in the street. Uh, am I familiar with any uh, p- previous historical scenarios where people started a warp drive in the atmosphere of a planet is that i assume it's not common obviously but are it's not common because it's crazy dangerous yeah yeah you can't predict how big the warp is going to be doing that Mm -hmm. oh good because the warp engines of a ship can be isolated from excess aether out in space because there's nothing there yeah but if you happen to touch off next to, say, an etheric power plant or a subterranean amount of aether that is, or atheum that is just below the crust, or whatever source of aether happens to be there, a chain reaction can occur. Fucking right. fake court inside of a bunch of robots. That was probably a, a negligible amount that you saw inside that base. Oh. In fact... The reason it might not be bigger is because a lot of the base that you saw wasn't etherically powered. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. I mean, we've we've discovered though that like the moon has massive uh, veins of the yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, So that's true. Um, as for any like historical, do you got any history roles for me? Uh, yeah, sure. Sounds like uh, a clever galactic history. It does. Um, and since I've gone all in, I cannot use Aether for the rest of the mission. Correct. Uh, which is okay. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, at least I got us that interview. That's mm-hmm. definitely still going to happen. Uh, that is... What would it be? 14. It's been used sparingly by desperate, desperate people. Okay. Gotcha. I I guess I'm trying to figure out if, like, how the rest of the planet could have, could have been affected by this. Like, does it change weather patterns? Does it, uh, you know, you know any, anything like that? It, the, the problem with the void is that it's unpredictable. It's a place that not a lot of people understand. Because studying it will invariably cause you to be in direct contact with it in, in one fashion or another. 
Mm-hmm. And that way leads both madness and mutation. <sighs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's the 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 like spaceway rumor of why you don't do that on a planet is because you might let something out onto the planet. That's like the old space captains, like, you don't go lighting off the warp drives in an atmosphere, lest something else crawl out. Like peace and happiness and goodwill towards everyone. No? Why couldn't that come out of the void? I'm gonna guess was okay. at the bottom of the void box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Pandora shut it before the... Uh, well, we gotta let all the stuff out so we can get to the hope down at the bottom. Uh, right. Can we find, like, a... I mean, I'm sure we're being surveilled no matter where we go, but can we at least be not directly in front of the uh, mini- uh, Ministry of Information uh, so we can discuss what is going on? Sure. Where, let's do it. Where would you like? Would you like to go back to the hotel? Do you want to just duck mm-hmm. into an alley? Yeah, let's just duck into an alley. Can we just like, I don't know, is is, is ducking into an alley more suspicious or just like walking and talking? I was gonna say, yeah, walking, just like walking slowly back to the hotel might be less uh, sketchy. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So it sounds like a conversation needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you don't think there's any chance that we had anything to do with that? Right? I mean, I mean, that would be a real weird coincidence if we didn't. It Right. Right. Hmm. I, I could just have been because the beacon stopped. I mean... It could be. It, it's not necessarily directly because we were there. It's just. I mean, yeah. I, you can't. Uh, well, I think the old adage goes is that you can't uh, study anything without uh, drastically changing it. And uh, we did like a lot of stuff there. Um, mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's entirely possible, but also, like, what I'm trying to say is, if anyone had gone there, something would have happened, so. Right. I don't know, if anyone's feeling really bad about it. Oh, no, not at all. Um, But just trying to figure out what what we should do now that this has occurred. Maybe check in with the Cold Foundation unless... Do you think they might have been involved in this? I don't. Mm-hmm. Know. Why? I don't and and know. also like like also why? <laughs> like uh, I, I don't know that they would do something that dangerous. I don't know what situation would make them that desperate. Is there any way for uh there's no way of co- like contacting anyone on the Cole Foundation without using some sort of like planetary device that isn't already like already under the control of someone else right we don't have a way of contacting them we can't just just, like shoot them an email from our like space ipad you could sos 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 morris code when could try to do something encrypted we do have our little hacker Hmm. our hacker buddy Hmm. 
I feel like, and it's something that you just said, Florian. Excellent. But what could the Cole Foundation be so desperate? What, what could drive them to such desperation? Now, we know that there was a large amount of information that was on that vessel. Perhaps their desperation is getting rid of this source of information. But they don't know about a lot of that stuff, because remember, we, we like didn't we, tell them. We don't know what they don't know, if that makes sense. I mean, it does. We are good. Yeah, in a way, yeah, it, it does make sense. Kind of. Well, uh, I guess now we just wait around for this meeting that's definitely still going to happen. Good convo, everyone. <laughs> uh, we learned so much. <laughs> uh, well, I, I suppose we could uh, we could go back. Uh, does uh, Mike? Does the the shuttle have communication back to uh, the Cole Foundation? Yeah. Uh, again, it's just a matter of you have every capability of communicating with the Cole Foundation. It's just huh. you don't know who or what is monitoring communications in and out of the city. Right. Because cool. you would have to do that through the metanet, and the metanet can be watched. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we do have somebody who can encrypt it, uh, which Florian mentioned. Is the equivalent of encrypting a message just like Shay, Shay like being dressed in like all black and just like running through the metanet? Like, doing spy flips and stuff? <laughs> if you wanted to meta-dive and do that, that's totally possible. It's something that is absolutely done in certain circles, is a metanet courier is a diver who will translocate their consciousness onto the net to move information or messages. It is the most secure way of doing it, it's also very dangerous for the person doing that. Mm. Oh, but Mike, you said my activation word <laughs> phrase. Was it very? <laughs> it's um, <laughs> yeah, there's lots of them. You said my activation phrase. Um, it's very dangerous for the person doing it. <laughs> And seeing as you don't have a ton of experience and or talent points in meta diving, it might be more dangerous and therefore more fun. And more, <laughs> everyone say it with me, narratively, narratively interesting. interesting. <laughs> just wow. Yeah, gosh, okay. good audio that. Yeah, mm. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it sounded really good. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I, I, Still well, think the most likely likely entity to have done that would be Aegis Tech Solutions. Like Right. Mm, that makes sense. I mean Or in the hypothetical off chance that those were actual like Fey beings somehow. I mean I, I we mostly figured that they were like created somehow, but to maybe the Fey. Oh, the she, sorry, I keep forgetting that they're called something different in this universe. Uh, Fey is I'm a general gonna, term. It still applies. Yeah. I'm going to propose something else. Cole Foundation didn't do it. Aegis Tech Solutions didn't do it. 
Hmm. What about the Lord General? I was yeah, just that's the thinking that. We Why? show up. We show up. Suddenly, we're the bad guys. Everyone is suddenly on his side. That's like a weirdly convoluted um, plan to turn the city not, against four no. randos. He could just no, 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 us. no, 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 no. Not Amari's for, not, cool not for us. The entirety of the, the cold cool foundation. foundation. I mean, it seems like he's already pretty well against the Cole Foundation. I don't know he is, that he needs to gain the, the people aren't. of his city. He seems to have them pretty well subjugated. Uh, Florian will, like, gesture around. Right. And could be... The other, the other thing is that, uh, I mean, I mean, if it was coordinated, I mean, it's it's been, you know... A warp and a half, aka like probably like three and a half minutes since this happened, and there's been no statement from, you know, the Lord General or the Information Ministry. So you'd think if it was a coordinated plan to, you know, take a big old dump on the Cole Foundation, they would have almost immediately followed this looping clip up with a message with a from tweet? the Lord General. But no, but a tweet perhaps. <laughs> I don't know, but no, probably one of those uh, uh, holographic videos we've walked by. Exactly. And even now you're walking by another one of them and it's saying, the raiders will take everything from you. I will keep you safe. Hmm. I wonder how he's going to keep us safe. No, that's, uh, Shay is right. Yeah, the fact that, you know, we heard someone say it was the Cole Foundation and we heard, you know, that other random guy say it was the Empire. It's probably not. I, I, could we, could, I could be proven wrong, certainly, but. Sure. Must be open to all possibilities. Lest the truth evade you. It's an old. Sure. Maybe I say. So what are we doing now? Right now you're rolling down the street. Walking, well, yes, some uh, semi aimlessly towards your hotel. Around you, the people of Talgan City go about their daily life. You see, like I said, come some whispered conversations of activity, but the, there are no news alerts being broadcast. I mean, the thing we kind of have to decide is: do we want to keep playing this like we have, or? Is this um, becoming explosion? a stealth mission? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or is this, you know, weird explosion that also, even if it's not a coordinated attack, the Lord Generals, whatever, could also very much try to use it to their advantage. Is this particular instance of chaos enough for us to be like, okay, we got what we can, let's get out of here before shit goes sideways? Well, I mean, we, the, the job's literally to figure out who Lord General is. That's the mission. Yeah, I know. That that's the mission. We're not here to liberate anybody or, or anything. No, like I know. That. No, no. I just, I just mean like, do we go through with this interview? I, I'd say yes. Yeah. This is a yes. golden opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Should... Yeah. No, I just was just asking because you know, any bit of chaos in this kind of atmosphere can. You know, really fuck shit up. So, oh yes, yes. Sometimes but I'm all for too. the. I'm all for this interview. Fuck, Aussie. I am surprised you pulled that off. <laughs> I, uh, thank you. Yep. Hmm. 
Something you would know is that the interview was going to be scheduled. You don't, you never got a date. You just kind of left. So you don't exactly know when or where. You I guess that was kind of my point. Told that the Lord General wouldn't be back into the city for a turn span, which is yeah. eight days. Oof. Yeah. That's quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was kind of my point is like, shit might be popping off. Do we really want to take all of this time for this op- for this opportunity? Which is a golden opportunity. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. do we want to spend eight days pretending that we're fucking researchers? I'm not pretending at all. Having very I... weird coded conversations. I've been perfectly honest up to this point. <laughs> it would be a good opportunity to get any extra information we can. See if we can't find anything out out about this Moonstone fellow, you know, from other sources, and then take the opportunity to actually talk to the guy. It's, um, uh, it might speaking not to be that, a... no, go so, I, I just, um, Florian is actually gonna, like, stop in front of one of these, like, holographic images, and if I could make, like, a quick sketch, like, an up-close sketch of what this dude actually looks like, mm-hmm. Because I know we have footage of him, maybe, or the Cole Foundation does, but if I can get something, like, detailed, then I'll do that. Okay. Why don't you give me a... If you want a good, detailed sketch of this person, I I think I would need a roll from you. Okay. Just to see if you could capture all the details properly. How about something in the realm of perception? Yeah. I can do that. I'm going to say this is probably a careful... Um, yeah, that sounds right. And I'm going to use some of my aether. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'll say the higher you get, the the better and more detailed you can get. Cool. Okay, then I'll use a couple aether dice and uh, careful. And I don't have anything in perception, so... Well, okay, then. <laughs> Unless you have some other talent that might help you with discerning detail. Not really. Okay. <laughs> Survival? Eh. No. The art gallery is a jungle, and I have survived it. Yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> Do you know you've, how you've been, the art world is? You ever been to the MoMA on a, like a Tuesday? Shit is still packed. You can't even get to the Starry Night. Uh, but that is a. Wow, I'm so bad at math. 23. 23. Cool. That's just two away from an incredible role. Mm-hmm. 23 like is really good, don't get me wrong. But 25 is just a little bit better, isn't it? It's like a rounded number. Yeah, it's, right? It's got that extra oomph, you know? Does, does someone have the friggin' void <laughs> dice chart up? How many do we have? Good point. Right now you have uh, all 13, I, I have zero. Oh, well then, yes. hell yeah, I'm going to use them. <laughs> no, don't give him what he wants. <laughs> nah, do it. Fuck it. Uh, that is 22 plus 9. That's a 31. Oh, so that's even better. A ridiculous mm-hmm. roll. Okay. Florian, as you stand there in front of this holographic... And Leonardo da Vinci over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to sketch out this tall, robust, 
sapient creature. Again, you've never been able to pin down this fellow's species. He is either a very large human or a very small ogre, but broad, robust, chiseled jawline, uh, penetrating eyes that seem to like stare down directly at you and almost follow you as you move. Very close-cropped black hair speckled with gray around the temples. Clean-shaven. He's got uh, a scar up the, the left side of his jaw. And it's weird. If you didn't... Just like looking at the features and the details of the face, you could swear this might be a composite. It's a deep fake. (laughs) Like, the, okay. the bone structure of the nose doesn't quite line up with the cheekbones like it maybe should. Because the Lord General isn't real. He's not a real guy. I fucking yeah. called it. So We're dealing with a fucking uh, equilibrium situation. I mean, it could be just some, like, really bad touch-up work. And that's totally possible. But, like, this image is not of... Uh, this isn't a recording just one-to-one. This is... Somebody has enhanced and touched this up after the fact. Mm. So the asking for us to be discreet uh, makes a lot of sense now. (laughs) Alright. I'm... Florian will write some notes about that in in his journal, but I'm not gonna just say it right out in the street. That seems like a bad idea. People in the streets... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that is what you notice. And the whole time, the. I mean, it's. It, the minute you, like, step away from this image, it's seamless. But, like, when you get real close and study the details, it's just like you see. You can see the Photoshop lines, I guess. I can't describe it any better than that. It's just like, with a, with a trained eye, you can see, like, okay, I can see where this bit was jigsawed on, even if it's, yeah. like, fairly discreet from a distance. It, it's There's a like weird amount watch- of sharpening on this nose and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, they didn't blur the edges enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you watch a deep fake, when you know it's a it's fake where you can like kind of see the uncanny valley parts of it. And you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Yep. Yeah. It's not as bad as like Jeff Bridges and Tron. No. (laughs) (laughs) But if you view that movie through the lens that he's a program, it's okay. (laughs) He's not not supposed to be. And that's why it's terrifying. Um, That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. That the flashback is a problem. Anyways. Damn, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Ahead of its time. Is it, though? Yes. It is. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no. uh, F- Florian, you yes. didn't tell me you were such a gifted artist. It's quite good. Florian will, like, flip through the rest of his journal, and it's all, like, detailed photos of, or, like, uh, detailed drawings of, like, plants and animals and stuff. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, I mean,. Yeah. Nice. That one looks like an S, but but a uh, but in a diamond shape. But like, but like really cool. Though, Such a you know? cool S. <laughs> can't, can't really. It's, it's cool. It, it's the oldest known symbol in the universe. No one knows what it, it was means. found etched on monolithic stone <laughs> yeah. in a planet it's no one everywhere. thought was populated. It's everywhere the 
galaxy and nobody like what civilization was this from what does that mean <laughs> even god's tech fails in comparison <laughs> to the cool s created by the, the stussy civilization <laughs> Nine previous epochs ago, the cool S arose from whence we know not. It emerged from the chaos. Um, oh. And now I'm drawing a cool S in my notes. Did that shit hit everyone in like third, second, and third grade? Yeah, like, somewhere around there, yeah. 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 At first there was nothing, then there was the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Some call it the Ur letter, that letter which predates all others. Some say it's older than time itself. <laughs> Theories say that it predates this universe and may be the remnant of the last universe. Stussy, proof that there is God. Oh, God actually hides behind that middle part where you can't see. In this right. we see the so divine. Behind. Yeah. Oh god, how long has this bit gone on? I don't Too long. Know. Moving on. Exactly <laughs> long enough. We it's did it. long enough. Oh my god. But yes, um I guess as we're uh, Florian finishes up uh his his uh, sketch and then we head back to the to the Golden Manticore? Yes. Where, where they're very Ooh, Yeah, yeah. like it sounds like we're going to play this as long as we can. We should try to perhaps contact our employers. Or or I suppose they'll try and get a hold of us if they need us. Uh, but that it is quite, a, uh, quite an event to happen within the atmosphere. I feel like perhaps new uh, directions might be in order. Uh, like frankly, considering... You, you go, you go, you go. Considering how... Considering that communications are probably more than likely monitored, I would rather try to send something covert to them than to have them send something to us and maybe have it not be quite as... That's fair. Like, I'm not saying they don't know how to do their jobs, but... I mean... Axel, uh, Axel Almondito works for them, so clearly there's a lot of talent behind them. True, true. I'll be in my room. <laughs> uh, perhaps, uh, uh, Shay, perhaps you could find a way to communicate with them. Certainly. I could certainly try. Um, I have been trying to uh, get a handle on... Uh, Metanet and hacking stuff. Maybe I could uh, try and put some of that theory to work. Yes. Well, let's do that then. Okay. So your plan is to, for at least for the time being, stay here in Talgan City, mm. go back to the Golden Manticore, and attempt to get a secure message out to the Coal Foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, getting back to the Golden Manticore is easy enough. It is back to the welcoming arms and hospitality of the Lord General's most studious attendants that you find yourselves. Skipping forward a bit, we find that 
our good elvish friend Shay is attempting to send a message to the Cole Foundation. By what means do you attempt to do this? You'd have I mean, your... I want it to be as secure as possible. Okay. Uh, and still doing it from your hotel room? So that's the thing, right? I think that maybe Shay says... Because, so essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, the metadiving is like, basically, you put your consciousness into a thing. And so does your body, like, stay static? Or is it kind of like a... Like, um... Like a virtual you know, reality. Me, like in Naruto, when Eno pushes her mind into someone else's and her body just goes completely limp. It is more like that. It is more okay. like... I would reference a different anime, and that would be Dot Hack Sign. Which um, I haven't seen. And or uh, Sword Art Online, or any number. I also haven't of, seen that. But, also just The Matrix. Or just The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, that one I think might be the most like culturally well known. Then dot hack slash sign. I think it depends not. on what part of the world you're in. Rita, That's why I said might. Okay. I haven't seen But you understand the reference. I understand. I understand. I just don't. I I didn't know like that. That's what happens to them. I didn't know that that was like because I you guess plug they're always in chairs, so it doesn't seem. So I'm. I'm Whatever. And yes, that so is the, the most common way of metadiving is laying yourself down and being, I mean, most like people require physical contact to use etherics with a device. Which is, yeah, so that's the thing, right, is like, I, I kind of having a brief flashback, Shay kind of being like, well, that's, uh, wow, what a lot of excitement that experience. Not an explosion. Um, that um, plosion. weird warp. That plosion was. Uh, I think I'm gonna go take a nap. Did so we he... feel that? Now it seems like a good time no? for that. Sure. No. Okay. So here's the fun that... thing about wizards: is yeah. they are totally capable of just projecting their minds out into the metanet via their etheric powers. Yeah. So I, when I say. I'm gonna go. I know there's no cameras, presumably, in the room. But when I say I'm gonna go take a nap, yeah, pretty much just gonna sort of lay on the bed and pretend to be asleep while I go meditating. Now here's the thing. Yeah. What you're proposing to do is what the ancients would call astral projection. Sure. It is still practiced in the galaxy today. By the most powerful of wizards in the Dragon's Wake, known as Astral Wizards. Which Shay clearly is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> obviously. It is super possible. It is just wildly dangerous. It is mm -hmm. also not recommended for those who have not been trained in doing it. Because you're no longer tethered to your body. You die in the game, you die in real life. Yeah. Also, because you don't have an access terminal, you don't have a reliable way of finding your way back to your body. Mm -hmm. It's Is like it being dropped in the middle of the ocean with no map. I'm telling you, it's possible, and a person of your talent ratings could maybe do it. 
But even a wizard school dropout would, like you would know, without a metanet terminal and a reliable anchor, mm-hmm. it would be very, very, very easy for people hours later to find Shay's seemingly comatose body bereft of spirit. Do we do we have a metanet terminal on our ship? You did not specify that you brought one, so no. Well, shoot. We can't requisition every terminals, single thing all the time. And metanet <laughs> we'll terminals, that, like that's a specific thing that's different from just like having a data pad. Yes, okay. data pads can access the metanet, but if you want something that would act as an anchor to let you. Mm-hmm physically dive or metaphysically dive into the meta net. That is a specific piece of technology. Yes. Okay. It's called a dongle. (laughs) It's a, it's a a doohickey. Mm, Okay. Sorry. Different, different galaxies. My bad. Thingy. Um, there's always a goober. Oh, goober. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a good movie. Um, I don't want to do it. You, Any suggestions for my next character? I was uh, just about to say, I was like, I stay. You could, <laughs> you could spend an experience point and say that you brought one of those. That's probably true. That might, be, that might be a little bit safer than just just jumping in, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Is No, I'm literally, is that true? What, that I could do that. Yeah, that's what something you can spend experience for. Something we established last okay. time is you spend an experience point and you can retroactively make a fact true if it's within reason. And it'd be reasonable that you'd bring one of these. Um, yeah. This is me mechanically knowing my players and saying, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if you could just retroactively say, I would have thought of this. <laughs> No, there's a way to make that into a mechanic. <laughs> also, uh, we are in a a whole new setting. Exactly. That we don't yeah, I was about to say. Like, <laughs> I'm. Aware. I, I can barely keep all the facts about Earth and reality in my head. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Let alone. <laughs> I try not to. But yes, meta diving is a weird, stuff. dangerous thing that is mitigated. the The danger is mitigated by technology. Doing it. Yeah. Doing it raw uh, is <laughs> the the best of the best. Do it. Um. They they tell stories on Wesrenazald of astral wizards who can project their images through holographic technologies from anywhere they are in the galaxy to anywhere else in the galaxy by accessing the metanet via their own intrinsic power. But yeah, that takes decades if not centuries of practice and experience i probably only took like one elective course about it <laughs> it's one of your cluster like intro to intro to astro <laughs> theorists yeah oh yes i well I, I didn't take that but uh i read some uh syllabi that's <laughs> all that was so elliot are you spending an xp to make this yes true? okay you have some kind of portable uh, metanet rig with you. It is disguised as some other kind of piece of technology because carrying something around like this with you is, I don't know if suspicious is the right word, but it's definitely like 
carrying a fully ready to go like desktop PC around with you isn't necessarily mm. suspicious, but it's definitely like, well, why would you need to carry that with you? <laughs> I'm imagining someone holding like you know the remember those old um Mac desktop things that had the handles that would come mm-hmm. up? I'm just imagining someone <laughs> toting one of those around. Yeah. Um it's like the asshole who brings in his whole Mac PC to work at the coffee shop. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. Reed Huge speaking as the coffee shop employee. <laughs> yeah. Fucking six years of that shit. Don't you dare bring that garbage into my shop. Um. I'll make sure your coffee's excellent. <laughs> I, I don't work in coffee anymore. I don't work at coffee anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah. What is it disguised as? Um, I don't know. Uh, so it's uh, a piece of luggage. Field, field research equipment. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it's a decently sized suitcase, but it's much like the, the gear in inception. You could set it up on a hotel room bed. Yeah. Oh, dope. All right, uh, and you don't let any of your companions know that you're doing this? Well, I mean, we kind of talked about it on the way to the hotel, okay. and I just sort of put a lot of emphasis on the word nap. All right, then. In that case, you initiate a meta dive. There are a couple of lengths of wire that come out from this what is effectively a, a console data pad that is a hard uplink to the metanet, or at least the metanet as people of the galaxy understand it. It is meant to serve as an anchor, a, a buoy that will let you find your way back to your body. It also lets you have a strong, clear connection to the metanet where certain like smaller devices might have spotty reception here and there, depending on the amounts of lead between you and certain bits of the sky. As reality melts away, as you engage this, you find yourself in a city. It is a city, but it is a city made of light and interconnecting lines of data. The outlines of buildings course with throbbing aether, lines of connectivity and information. Not power, necessarily, but of point-to-point lines of information. The city itself hums in a low, dull, almost exhausted rhythm. A a city of this size should be alive with aether connections of every size and description. The metanet here should be alive with people communicating and playing games with each other and viewing media together and all manner of things, and there is just none of that here. The sky above you, which in the metanet is generally a strange twisting of colors, vibrant purples and blues and greens and ribbons of Aurora Borealis spilling through the sky is not there. A 
convex dome of dark gray steel covers the sky. There is no movement around you as you glance up and look around. You'd expect to see, in a city this size, metadivers by the score, or people's avatars being projected into the metanet in every corner of a city like this. But there is relatively little motion in this seemingly desolate ghost town. It's eerie how quiet a city this big is if there's no information moving to and from it, seemingly disconnected from the rest of the galaxy. In the distance, there is a furtive movement. Somewhere down between two buildings, there are no walls that separate you from the street. There are just the outlines of buildings around you representing connections of communications equipment, you would assume. But it is a closed network in this place. And so it's easy just to stroll out onto a thoroughfare. Verticality seemingly has no grasp on your feet. You're walking on a surface, but it doesn't correlate with how high up you are on the 17th floor of this building. Mm -hmm. If you look down, the ground is suddenly at your feet. You know you should be higher, but you're not, because you don't have to be. Yeah. There is movement, though. What do you do? Um, is, do I just catch it out of the corner of my eye? Mm-hmm. Um, so if I kind of try to follow the movement... It... Glance around. You caught the quick flick of motion out of the corner of your eye. Looking around. Give me a perception check of some kind. Uh, okay. I'm going to say that that's uh, something I'm trying to do swiftly. Makes sense. Because I know that even in a closed network, the metanet, not really a safe place. Uh-uh. Um, I don't have perception, so... Cool. Just rolling that swift dice? Yep. Alright. That's uh, a seven. The motion is there again, but this time out of the corner of your eye in the other direction. Turn your head again. Was it closer this time? Difficult to say. Distance is a funny thing in the metanet. You see a red strand of light course through the city nearby. It winds like circuitry through buildings down along thoroughfares and up into the building you were just in. That red light begins to bleed out from some kind of comm station inside the building, but it quickly diffuses back out into the blues and whites that make up the rest of the comms lines in the city. Um, I have a theory out of character, a thing out of character that I am thinking. Mm. Um, but I just, I don't know. Probably have to roll for something. What you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that like, oh, in a closed network whoever is i guess in control of having it closed like would there be some sort of like net nanny equivalent of like oh if someone's in the meta net like we know could be very possible yeah 
There's another motion out of the corner of your eye. You're sure it's um, closer now. Yeah. Um, I want to be higher. And then you are. The last of the communication nodes are at the heights of some of these buildings. The dome is just above you. Can I kind of probe it? Give me a... I would say this is definitely some kind of Aethertech roll. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to wreck it yet, though. So <laughs> I would love for this to be clever. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I might be able to make a case for bold or even swiftly. Again. It is certainly bold. Okay. Depending on the results, it could be clever, too. Who knows? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes? I rolled two ones. <laughs> oh! Well, we covered this last time, but I think it is we good did. to uh, talk about these things again. Because when you roll two mm. ones, that's what we call failing spectacularly. Oh, yeah. yeah. This isn't the second time this has happened to you specifically. Oh, but it is! Oh, man, that's right. Am I going to get extra XP for this at the end? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, okay. (laughs) But in the meantime, you get to choose. You either can take a condition, of which I believe you already have one. I do. Out of three. Three. Or I can get three void dice right now. And that decision is yours to make. It is. And there's one in the void pool. There is one currently in the void pool. Well, there's 12 for you and one for me. Right. Yes. Yes. In the the DM side, we Mm -hmm. have one. And remember, just because you have three conditions doesn't mean you're taken out just yet. Somebody has to accomplish a finishing blow on you to take you out. That's true. But having three conditions makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Day one of the, day two of the mission. I already have two conditions. Um, I will take another condition. Um, I will wait to name it until we kind of resolve this uh, scene, I suppose. Very good. You reach out and physically touch this dome and you get a sense for it immediately. It is a wide, broad containment over this city's network, but it is relatively thin. It is not some impenetrable iron will blocking all communications. It is a membrane, one that you could probably push through with enough effort, and as you test that effort limit, you can almost feel your digital fingers pressing through this steel that is even now bending under the pressure of your touch. And that is when a explosion goes off in your mind. This one is an explosion? This one is an explosion of light and color and sudden pain as something hits you from behind. And you go crashing down to the ground. How high up you are is a matter of perspective. But... It is no less painful when you smash into the ground as something has borne you to the earth. It is 
low and fast and buzzes with a type of angry electricity. Its limbs are short and badger-like, and it growls. It has this thick mass of black, scraggly lines for a head, and two glowing red eyes that shift up. The head doesn't actually move. The eyes actually move around the head to focus on you. And it lands with a growl and speaks in a language you do not understand, clipped and staccato in its rhythm. And it comes after you with a growl and a roar. Morph. So, Shay, we are now in initiative. As something in the MetaNet wants to kill you. Man, I'm so glad I didn't try to ask for project, huh? Um. <laughs> wow. Okay. You um, definitely have a chance to react here. I would like to leave the metanet. Okay. You want to disconnect yourself? Yeah. Then you got to get back to your body. You got to get back to your anchor. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm going to make a, a run. I'm run. I am run. You are run. All right. Run. Run from bad thing. You run from the bad thing. It chases you with a growling, distorted... It's like a buzzsaw as it's chasing you. But there are words inside that buzzsaw clipped and repeating. You don't know what it's saying, but it's clearly saying it in anger. And as you flee back to your body, it's not far. You didn't make it that far in this place. And you snap back into reality. You can feel this... Slight tingle, and as you look down, you can see that there are red marks along your belly where this thing hits you. But you are awake, and you are out of the metanet, and you are back safe in your hotel room in the Golden Manticore. Oh, I really need a nap. Three hours have passed. The time dilation in the metanet is something that can be controlled if you know how. Yeah. It felt like minutes. Shay is going to, knowing that there are at least audio bugs in the room, Shay is going to make a very concerted effort to not make too much noise packing the stuff back up just from, you know, moving things and also not try try to not make a lot of like pained noises. Um, because, uh, I do believe that I am battered and bruised. That is fair. That is fair. Between that and the amount you've been flustered, it is, uh, you're beginning to feel the weight of this mission. Um, and I think that they'll change into, um, a, uh, something that covers up the marks, obviously. Um, and, uh, head down to the bar. And there is indeed a bar. What do you all want to accomplish in the next few days as you wait for the Lord General to return from the front before your interview? <laughs> yes. Speaking to Elliot's scare quotes, Ooh. uh, I would like to inform everybody at some point that I don't think that the Lord General is actually a person. 
I assume you write it down and show it to us. I might, yeah, I might just yeah. show you the page in the notebook. Given enough time, um, anything you wish could be communicated in a yeah, uh, or reasonably yeah, like secure fashion. You right. know, yeah, we go walk around the block for a second. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. uh, gosh, I, if we had known that before, I, we were already in the building. We could have, uh, we could have maybe taken a look around. Um, although that might have been risking quite a bit. Is there a potential with? I mean, we could potentially go back. See if we can't get any, you know, oh, we're doing, uh, you know, because we're, we have the privilege of, of speaking to the Lord General, we'd like to get some, like, background information for our interview or whatever. Am I misremembering this? Or did Thuvia, like, tell us that, like, we could access her archi- archives in the information ministry? She told you if that... We wanted. She told you that she would give you access to any of her aids if you needed any more of your questions answered. Okay. So yeah, we could do That's that. That's not a bad way to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing the the front receptionist doesn't count as one of her one of her aides. Does no, it? she has been taken out. She's maybe not there the next time you go there. Just mm. too sad. Yeah. So sad. Uh just as a in a as a mechanical point i would like to just mention over the next few days that i aether leech myself back to full capacity please and thank you okay is uh so are we wanting to uh, eight eight days is a long time to wait around perhaps are we wanting to go back and see if we can get more information no we definitely should oh good okay just making sure. I I don't... Should we... I mean, we don't really have any other leads, but should we all go? Should we... I mean, we're interns, so I don't know how. It's probably important that uh, you all are with me, uh, the acting as a official capacity from the Archive. Without that, I'm worried that the local officials uh, might take that opportunity to do who knows what. That's fair. So I say we all go back as a group. We work well together. I'm ob- Amari, I'm obviously not including you in that. Good. Florian will Good. snicker at that. <laughs> do you head back the next day in two days? Yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think? Itinerary. Because, I mean, we have no other plans, so I guess the sooner the better, huh? And if you want specific scenes to play out, you can. Otherwise, I can just help you out with whatever information you want to try to gather. That's true. We could just do some basic information gathering over the next few days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be cool for, for me to go see, see the town, just because I like it when we go see things. That's a Reed thing. That's not an Amari thing. I mean, so that that's why I brought up the do we all need to go thing more of as to, to bring up. There are other avenues of information besides this official and therefore doctored one. True. Um, yeah, I was I was going to say, like, maybe Brother Hume. What if I uh, 
go to some bars and bat my eyelashes. Could be. I will. I would be willing to go with Shay to just stand menacingly behind them as they bat their eyelashes. That that might be counterproductive. A little bit. Yeah. It. Yeah. I. I wasn't like serious. I just meant so that they don't like get kidnapped or something. Look at how tiny they are. I think they're quite tall, actually. I'm, I, That's just because like you're, a, you're awfully tiny, too. Oh, yeah, what did I say? It's like 5'9". Why am I saying that my character was? Almost two feet taller than me. So what kind of information are you trying to gather over the course of these days? Let's see. Uh, I feel like we're not going to be getting a lot of information on sort of his uprearing. It sounds like he was an orphan, um, so he doesn't come from a particular family. Mm, no history. Mm, interesting. Yeah, and I guess now we know that he's not real, so that makes sense. Um, you know that the hollows have been doctored. You don't know that he's not real. I suppose that's existed. true. Never so, existed. Uh, once. But it does make sense that potentially the history that they are going to give us is one that is also compiled. Right. Uh, polished, hmm. shall we say. I, I do wonder, Has I'd like to get Florian to take a look at the video of the chunk of moon disappearing to see if there's also uh, alterations to that. Thank you, something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Close inspection of that little clip. And you have to do it quickly, because it quickly becomes not available to find anywhere. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. And as far as you can tell, the raw footage that you saw, and if you find that again, it seems real. Okay. So we know that, or at least we were told that the Lord General was instated by the local militia, uh, the local security forces. Granted uh, him the title of Lord General, yes. So is the the individuals who are a part of that, is that a known sort of quantity? Or is that something that can be uh, looked into? Yeah, you could definitely look into it. Okay, I think that might be a good avenue to, to explore. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that like gonna try to figure out like where the security forces kind of hang out when they're not on duty and Mm. try to get some try to get (laughs) as high up on the chain as possible to try to like you know ask about the history you know whether i'm posing as a researcher or just like oh my god that's so interesting (laughs) oh my god that's so interesting (laughs) teach me how to play space pool (laughs) yes but why is it called space pool pool in space what's hard to grasp we're not in space everything's in space we've established this everything's in space unless it's in the void yeah Uh, it might might also be just a different space Void pool is impossible. No one knows how to play. <laughs> it it might also be worth it to figure out not just about like his history, but also about what happened after the shattering. Like 
if we can fill in any gaps in like the devastation that was caused, we can maybe kind of figure out how this fool came to power. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you want to try to hit up some local uh, military bars. You want to try to hit up the office of information and just like city folk. Maybe, yeah. I mean, we have eight days. Might as maybe. well do some street polling, I guess. Maybe, maybe some uh, uh, n- n- knowledgeable-looking urchins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what's going on in the streets, Governor, it costs you sixpence. <laughs> extra, extra, read it, uh, all about it. I, I, I find knobby I find knobs, and uh, <laughs> I ask him... Cool, uh, what's all this? <laughs> do you- uh, would it be worth it for Oswald to also, like, uh, press a little bit on finding out about this new, um, see, last episode I mixed them up and now I'm scared. Atheum. What, Lord... Oh, Atheum. Yeah, this new... Oh, yes, yeah. of course. The Ooh, thing yes. he's actually interested in. How could I... What would I do without you, Florian? Thank you for reminding me. Uh, all that stuff that I was going to research. Uh, uh, I don't know. Amari, you look into it. I don't care. Um, I don't think I will. No, Amari, that's literally the mission. Nah, I don't feel like it. And, and what do you feel like doing? A nice eight-day vacation. And this is why Axel Amandito <laughs> is... I've already put in my headphones. <laughs> Well, I was about to... Eh, it's fine. Anyways, it's probably better that he's not involved in this. We don't want him mucking things up. So, shall we... <laughs> Can't hear a thing. God damn! I'm, I feel like... Yeah. Um, it's also... We have plenty of time to look into all of these things. So let's do that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I do also want to see... Um, uh, to figure out what brother hewn slipped me uh mm. when we were chatting yes yes you were slipped a a small cube-shaped object that you managed to slide into your glove inconspicuously mm-hmm. bringing it out you would find that it is a small piece of what looks like atheum and when it comes out of your glove and you see that you panic for a small moment because atheum the metal is highly radioactive and I've had it in my glove for hours. Yes. The fact that you don't feel that telltale itching sensation of radiation burn and uh, slight cancerous growths now forming in your arm would indicate that it's maybe depleted. But it's upon very close inspection that you can see that it's got almost like a, a crystalline sheen to it in a way that Atheum the Metal doesn't. And you can see the tiniest little, I mean, it's a tiny, almost D6-sized piece of metal. But it's got this, like, crystalline sheen to it, like I said, that tiny little ridges in it made of maybe swirl of of glass-like gem. This may, in fact, be a piece of the strange fusion material that you've been told about. I will pretty quickly uh deliver that over to oswald though of course like uh since i'm assuming we're still in the golden manticore when i do it uh just like 
heavy, heavy, don't heavy, don't freak out gestures. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Theo fans himself with his tiny arms. (laughs) (laughs) He's just flapping. Yeah, I mean, I feathers get all poofy. Yeah. Uh, I will, uh, yeah, I, I will dedicate some time, you know, playing around with that. Uh, and if I could, I'll, and Florian will assist with that too, because I, I don't know that he's knows the mechanics of it, but probably is used to just assisting Oswald with stuff. You know, in case I need to, like, uh, like I hold out a hand and I say scalpel, but, you know, obviously we're not. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what day do you go back to the Office of Information? Oh, what day? Did we want to just take care of that right away? Like next day? I will say on the next day, you would get a notice passed to you through the hotel saying that your interview with the Lord General is ske- scheduled for four turns from now. So it is actually scheduled. Now, that does bring up an interesting point, because if either the Lord General isn't who he appears to be, or he doesn't exist, then who exactly are we meeting with? Yeah. I mean, presumably and hopefully whoever is, you know, even if the imposing figure that appears in all of these videos doesn't exist, somebody or some some buddies have to be like in charge in some way. So, And they're probably, since it seems that this interview got approved, they are probably expecting to um, convince us to keep the story going. Yeah. Sure. So... I, I, I guess, I mean, we we could go back sooner if we want to stop in and get some information. It does, I, uh, Shay, how much do you share about your meta dive experience? I think the first, if anyone sees Shay after the three hours, they'll mm-hmm. just say, and looking exhausted, like, oh, I had a really bad nightmare. But <laughs> yeah, we'll kind of, in the later, if it can be communicated securely, we'll be like, this city is a closed network. There's something in there that does not like people either being in the metanet or trying to probe the wall surrounding the city in the metanet, and it uh, super wanted to kill me. So communication out of here would be either very difficult or theoretically impossible. Okay. Unless it's approved. And and uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was a description of... Uh, coming from the uh, Ministry of Information or uh, the Office of Information, I suppose. That's where like a lot of like this dome was coming from, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea or... where the dome is centered. Okay. So I guess it doesn't really matter which day we, we head back. Um, obviously in four turn cycles. I suppose we don't need to go there right away if we're... Yeah. I yeah. was going to say, they're also probably still trying to do... I mean, we know, as we're attempting to look at this video recording, that they're yeah. desperately trying to... Figure out. Do some rapid fire, yeah, deleting of some yeah, information. So yeah. maybe wait a little bit. So we I, we can just... The next time we go is in four cycles. How's that sound? For the interview. The interview is not happening there. Shit, where is the interview happening? The interview is happening at the Lord General's residence. Oh, oh God. Good. We're so gonna die. I know, we're it's so gonna fucked. be so we're good. We're gonna die. Uh, so then, maybe a couple, di- uh, couple turns 
okay. afterwards. We we yeah. just go back in as like a oh yeah, we're doing some preliminary information gathering and ask all of our like historical questions. If you reconnect with Thuvia Glan, she's happy to help you. Uh the Midrian woman with the, the strange blue artificial eyes who introduces herself as Thuvia Glan is happy to hand you off to any of her assistants to help you with any information that you're looking for. Despite the fact that she changed species since the last time you saw yeah, her. Yeah, I was going to say, she was lichen. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. God, we've got a Judy situation going I on. literally... Yeah. There is no war in Bossing Say. Okay. Well, she let's... has the same eyes, though. I do oh, imagine that all of us, like, kind of as a group, are just, like, look left and right and just like no we're all just not gonna react to this cool 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 play it cool (laughs) so cool like i'm freaking out on the inside right now but play it cool let us say that occurred on the third day the day before your interview with the lord general that sounds good lovely as your information gathering goes you manage to gleam a few things any soldiers you happen to bat your eyes at and get some information from, no one you speak to has ever had direct contact with the Lord General. They know somebody who served under him. There are stories that are bandied about of, oh, one of my friends, he uh, served under the, the Lord General when he was coming up. Oh, no, 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 he's not around anymore. He died. So I, I don't get high enough up on, on the chain of command to uh, somebody who's actually... Everyone you get up to in terms of the chain of command is someone who has been promoted in the last five cycles. Mm. There are no officers that you speak to, at least, that served prior to the Shattering and Moonfall. I I mean, that that does make sense if there was some sort of coup. Yeah. There absolutely was. Well, Koo's putting it lightly. The government of this world collapsed. There was a bunch of erupting anarchy and security forces were organized to combat that. Yeah. Well, and I just, yeah, with whatever is going on with this freaking weird puppet king guy, it would make, yeah, it would make sense that they're trying to cycle through old established leadership. Classic destabilization techniques. Florian's... Imagine I said that in my Florian voice. What you learn about the strange metal in your time researching it is mostly that it is athium still. Athite, the crystalline version of this element, is just that, a crystal. It forms much like gemstones do, and usually appear much like gemstones do. It's just that minuscule amounts of athium is worked into its molecular structure to give it its energy-creating properties. It's like uh, little bits of plutonium being inside of quartz. Gotcha. But the the raw stuff that you're handling, it's not depleted, as Florian first thought. Examination with your etheric properties would indicate that it is highly charged. But it is something that is so rare in the galaxy as to almost be mythical on a scientific level. It's theoretically possible, it just doesn't happen. And that's stable athium. Athium that has had its electrons balanced in such a way that it is not radi- it is not shedding them to create radiation. Hmm. 
something about the chemical reaction that happened here stabilized the atheum and made it into this strange metallic glass. Can we determine if that was caused by re-entry, or was that... Yeah, theoretically speaking, how, how would something like this happen? Theoretically speaking, it comes down to moving it very, very fast and heating it up a lot. To the, to the point where energy into it, 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 yeah. it shouldn't happen because of Atheum's melting point. Hmm. And, and so, I guess that's that's my question is, could re-entry be that or would it have to be something artificial? If it was just that, it would have to be that in combination with something, a bunch of things, other things. You don't know. It would okay. be, it's impossible to say without like extensive laboratory tests that you don't have the equipment for. And the moon was destroyed by one of those really large empire ships, correct? A supercarrier. The supercarrier. Is the weaponry that is used to destroy the moon on those kinds of ships, is that like a known thing or it's like, or their effect is, is really all that's known about the weaponry, if that makes any sense. It is known that supercarriers have a vast array of armaments. Mm-hmm. But there is only one weapon aboard a Imperial supercarrier that is unique in all the galaxy. And that is the Imperial Order of Maguses, the living weapons of the Conus Empire. I think there is a good place to end today's session as you slowly come to the realization that it is a combination of Magus and atmosphere, random chance and terrible terrible consequences that has created the situation here on Talgan 3 with a Lord General who may not be real with a interview that is happening the next day (laughs) and truths that are doubtless just around the corner. We'll see what happens next time. But of course you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at matcomrpg. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about Matcom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs. Such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. 
So please, be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.